KG, and this is not safe for networks. Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. I'm Carl. Carl sitting in again. Hey. Becoming a regular, man. <laughs> You're like the Paul on Cheers for us. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul was great. He he would just get one line, but it was always funny. <laughs> and uh, it was like every third episode or so. <laughs> like he was just sort of hanging out in the bar for a long time. Did you ever watch Cheers? Not enough to know who Paul is. Yeah. You got to do a run on Hulu, man. You were talking about how you're like... I suppose I could dive doing in. Doing multiple runs. Hmm. It's a pretty good show. And it's <laughs> it doesn't get... Like, it. the first... The seasons with Diane are the best, I think. Yeah. But there's still really good episodes when Rebecca comes on. So, I don't know. I, I like that show. It's, uh, I liked when Rebecca and Diane were on the show... Oh, for and it just got really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the last episode, which is if you watch it streaming, is technically like three episodes. I think that was a long finale, man. But it was good anyway, dude. I always, always with the cheer, cheers rambles. <laughs> Don't have much to talk about. Bring up cheers. <laughs> Well, I was going to start out talking about uh, this Disney Fox buyout because you were saying that we might know by this week. Well, June or July 10th, not okay. June. Oh, okay. Well, what we do know is Comcast just upped their offer. And so now they've got a $65 billion cash buyout offer to Fox. So this like majorly trumps the Disney one. And they're emboldened by the fact that um, apparently AT&T just got their merger with uh, Time Warner approved. And so they think because that's like a big telecom deal that this might go through. It's looking more and more like Comcast might wind up getting Fox. Well, I know it goes to a vote on July 10th and it has to be approved by the Fox board, which was if anything is going to hold it up, that's going to be what stops that act or Comcast from getting it. Cause I know they really don't want to do that, but 10 billion says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause they were just going to give them cash, right? Yeah. Jeez. Giving them cash. Disney's offering them money and stock, which their stock part of the thing is Netflix outpaced is outpacing everybody right now like they have the most valuable stock for a media company right now and so that's like freaking out everybody and so everybody's getting desperate to make their deals and and compete with netflix so i it's gonna be a shit such a shit show if comcast gets hulu though like they said or if they get fox like for one thing they said that they would uh they were looking to get a majority stake in Hulu to dissolve it. 
they said that publicly about a year ago, maybe two yeah. years ago. Because it like it hurts their biz, like they have NBC Universal, and so they think it hurts their live stuff because it's still rolling like it's ten years ago instead of today. It's just, ugh. well, I mean, like because that's their bread and butter, right? The mm. maintaining the status quo. Yeah, it's what they've been doing. It's probably easier for them to just get people to. Which, I mean, ultimately is a failing thing for them to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> because they can't fight progress. They just can't do it. Oh, they can do it. <laughs> it's just, it, it seems to me like they'll just make Netflix more powerful, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, apparently, too, uh, net neutrality just ended on June 11th. So that bill you were talking about that's bouncing around hasn't been passed through Congress yet. If it get if it winds up passing at all, so like get ready for speeds to slow down, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was reading about um, kind of the strategies that companies are already looking at taking, and a lot of it is going to be slowing down everything that's in competition with them, like significantly, so that you can't get a rate. So like, so like Comcast, for example, if they decide to keep Hulu. If they wind up with it when everything's said and done, they can have Hulu go at, at like a normal rate. Like, because I assume if you're here, most people have to go through Comcast and Helena, right? I am lucky enough to get Treasure State Internet. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I would imagine that's somewhat free from all that until they get bought out by a giant corporation. Well, see, the, the monkey wrench is what they have the federal net neutrality ended but they passed an executive order at the state level here in montana where any company that offers or is um dealing with the state government part of that is like they can't um right they'll lose contracts and bids if right so if they slow down the private sector then they'll lose the opportunity to compete uh, for the state contracts. Yeah. And I I know that Treasure State has always talked about not um, doing it, everything according to net neutrality, regardless of what everything is. But they have no control over their upstream stuff, so whoever they get their signal from could then get you know, throttled or whatever. Yeah, I think the term is throttled that they use. It's an app term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this, man. Like, it's I was reading about it and they said all of them are looking at, uh, like, all the, the companies that run the internet are basically looking at destroying competition through that. And they, they're looking specifically at streaming. Like, uh, streaming television, essentially, so... Yay. <laughs> back to Minesweeper. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, dude. Like, back back to fucking watch. Like, so, uh, did you watch Did you watch Westworld? Uh, no, dude. I was out of the house at, like, 8 o'clock or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yep. No more on demand. No more any of that shit. Yay. 
Here's looking backwards. Why not? We did it in the White House. Why not do it everywhere else, right? We're making America great again. <laughs> yeah. All right. We want it like the way it used to be, where we only had three options, and everything went off the air at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you old enough to remember when the, the stations turned off? They yeah. still do that. They Police. still do? I know Certain ABC does and yeah. NBC does. ABC does? Wow, for ABC a long time is... they would just run like news all night. No, ABC definitely they it might be later than midnight. <laughs> I might I think it's midnight through the week and then like one or two in the weekends. And then they have this like just dead air till about five in the morning. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember I worked at a retirement home for a lot of years where I'd work graveyard shifts. And, you know, we had probably like 40 channels and you'd flip through and you'd always hit this point at about two or three in the morning when you'd flip through and you'd be like, damn it, because it would be the same shows that we rerun all day on the cable channels. And then everything else would be infomercials. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. no. Yeah. So we had this giant collection of VHS tapes that like everybody would just bring in. And then like, I swear to God, nobody ever, like they never left the retirement home. They just built and built and built. And so I used to watch The Godfather, Godfather 2 and Scarface on like continuous loops because <laughs> I had those tapes. But it ate, like I love those movies, but they also eat a huge chunk of time. And it's like... You know, like sometimes there's just nothing to do when you're like stuck in a place and all you have is the TV. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't miss those days. But apparently that's where we're heading. I'm going to have to dust off my VCR, go get some tapes again. I'm sure they'll start throttling my Blu-ray soon enough. <laughs> anyway, um, so do you guys want to talk a little DC? They're like DC movies here. Sure. I know none of us are really fans in this room, but uh, so DC announced everything that they have in the works coming up for movies. So I just wanted to hit it one by one here. If you have something to say for it, cool. If not, we'll just move on. Um, so first there's the movies that have hard release dates. So there's only three of these. So we got Aquaman, which is going to be released December 21st, 2018. It's directed by James Wan, has Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Patrick Wilson, Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I'm going to see that probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably see that. <laughs> God damn it. I love Jason Momoa. He's the guy that is in the true star franchise. Baywatch? Star Gate. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Stargate. He's in the spinoff Stargate Atlantis. Well, he started on a little show called Baywatch. I don't know if you're probably the biggest two shows he ever did. Those two. <laughs> yeah. There's people well, screaming at you. I right? know. <laughs> <laughs> screaming at us because we're having a conversation about it, and Game of Thrones isn't even being mentioned. <laughs> there you mentioned it. What's Game of Thrones? I don't know. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Oh, well, hang on. We got some Game of Thrones news. <laughs> That's coming down the bike. Oh, yeah, because we can never have too much game, more Game of Thrones. Bring it on. You got to watch one first, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're missing out, man. 
Anyway, um, so <laughs> so apparently they're walking back all the Justice League stuff, and the way that they're kind of setting it up, they're kind of pretending like Justice League never happened. So they're already walking back a bunch of stuff from the universe. Um, Shazam is going to be released April 2019. It's directed by David F. Sandberg, starring Zachary Levi, Asher Angel, Jack Dylan Grazier, Grace Fulton, Faith Herman, Ian Chen, Joven Armand, and Mark Strong. I don't really know any of these people. Wow. Mark Strong's good. He's uh, Sinestro, right? He played Sinestro? In the Green Lantern movie. And oh, that's he's, not uh, a good start. <laughs> no, he's uh, Merlin in the Kingsman movies. He's like their... Uh, he's great. Oh, yeah. He's, he's awesome. great. Okay. Everything Mark Strong does, he crushes it. Have you have you dipped into the Kingsman nope, yet? Not yet. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> I just had like Carl tell me so much the other day, and Ian was... Or, Eli. Uh, Eli was getting mad at him because like he was saying all these spoilers and I'm like, dude, I've heard them all anyway. Oh yeah. I was like just telling it all because who cares? It's Kingsman. <laughs> it's like you don't watch Kingsman for the the plot. You watch it for the style and how it skewers uh spy movies while at the same time like being, being a good an homage to right. it. Right. It's it it does exactly what you want in a movie like that. It like it parodies the bad stuff and it uh, like celebrates the good stuff. And and honestly, can you spoil an action movie? Like really, <laughs> the good guys win and the bad guys lose. And like, I feel like if you're worried about an action movie being spoiled, <laughs> you like don't understand <laughs> like what action movies are. Right, like I can tell you the end of Kingsman. I can't tell you the end of Cabin in the Woods. Right, yes, which is not an action movie. <laughs> uh, okay, so the last one that's scheduled for release, and it has an official title now: Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, <laughs> it releases November first, two thousand nineteen. Directed by Patty Jenkins. We've had Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig uh, confirmed for that one. So. I, I mean, that one, that one I'm definitely excited yeah. for. Like, no question. And they released a couple stills from the movie, and Chris Pine's still alive. He's definitely alive. Like, it's not a dream sequence or anything it doesn't look like. <laughs> so, and he's still youthful. Because wasn't that like World War One? Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so we're talking like 1917, 1918, somewhere in there. Let's be fair, man. Maybe one of the... <clears throat> Maybe like one of the Russians in World War One like froze him and then just like he's the thaws Winter him Soldier, out. Yeah, yeah, just thaws him out to assassinate people. <laughs> if he has a metallic arm, we're gonna know they went way too far. I'm on board for Wonder Woman two for sure. That part no, 1984, of it, Carl. Wonder whatever. Woman 1984. But boy, they that... missed a bunch of sequels in there, didn't uh, they? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they're just they're. Just, <laughs> they, they like decided that like skipping franchise building like Marvel did wasn't enough. They just have to skip like thousands of sequels. Huh? <laughs> I'm not on board with the Chris Pine being alive. That's lame. I mean, I always feel like with comic books. Yeah. Yeah. The more it's like a comic book, the more I'm happy. And there's all sorts of like 
weird ass explanations in a comic book for how that could happen. So I can <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> yeah, I guess if they execute it well, then they do. They execute it well, right? Like ultimately, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the first one was fine, but I just didn't think it was as amazing as the attention that it got like i just found myself being like really bored at a lot of times in that movie and the end of it was just like a mess the movie has a bunch of problems but it's i mean there are things that i love about it like that friggin that song man the no man's land battle scene yeah awesome like there are some glorious moments and i think that what's her gal gadot is awesome as wonder woman like she crushes it and that's really all that matters yeah you know because it's all about her so if she's good then the movie's good i liked it better than you but it certainly had problems yeah like i remember i remember watching it and being like it's a great superhero movie it wouldn't be a great marvel movie but it's a great superhero (laughs) movie It would be Shots like fired. a good Marvel movie. I'm not, I mean, I'm just being <laughs> honest. Like Marvel has perfected what they're doing. So, you know, and I may be biased. Like maybe when I watch a Marvel movie, I focus more on the positive things about it. And I, when I watch a DC movie, I kind of do like expect it to be bad. And so like the bad things take away from it more than the good things add to it. I mean, I feel like you only expect it to be bad because they've all, all been, been bad <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> or mostly bad, I should say. Once again, like Wonder Woman. But, but even like the the lower, the lesser Marvel movies, I still can't. I still enjoyed. I've enjoyed every Marvel movie I've seen, even though there are some that I've enjoyed a hell of a lot more than others. Yeah. But even the ones that are lower on the list... I mean, I didn't have a terrible time. Like Iron Man 2? Sure. It's ridiculous. I want my bird. You know, I freaking... Mickey Rourke was just ridiculous in that movie. I love watching... Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, like, flying in the gelato for him, and he just, like... (laughs) What does he do? Does he just throw it on the ground or something? Happy birthday to the ground? (laughs) Even the bad Marvel movies are still super fun to watch. And... That's like I think it's just the overall tone of the DC universe is just kind of blech. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like sour and dour and like gla- gloomy. You know what they do? They take Christopher Nolan's tone someone. without the talent of Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yes, Zack yeah. Snyder is no Christopher Nolan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay, so these are movies that are in development. So that means we may not see them, but right now they're in development and they're being planned on. Uh, Flashpoint. So they have actually said the title is going to be Flashpoint. It's directed by Francis Daly and, John- and Jonathan Goldstein, starring Ezra Miller, uh, Kiersey Clemens, and Billy Crudup. So one thing that they did just say about it is that they're looking to make it a more positive movie, like not have it be negative. They don't know if they're actually going to do the Flashpoint like uh, story anymore. But they're gonna <laughs> if do they reset the DC universe to give it a different tone, that might be a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, but. 
I don't see it happening. Yeah. What's unfortunate is they can tell the story that they told in the comic in this movie, and they're not gonna. <laughs> and it's also, if they're looking for a lighter tone, I'm not sure Flashpoint's the best choice. No. It's, it's a horrible a, yeah, it's choice. It's not a happy story. No. Nothing about I mean, it is happy. Why are they even trying to adapt these giant these giant events that are with well-established characters and the way that these stories become so big and epic is because they're so they're big bad things that happen right like infinity war is earned 18 movies later but it's it's a sad movie you know we've earned we've had we've had so many happy moments with all of these characters that you know when the big sad moment happens it really means something yeah when superman gets stabbed through the chest by uh apocalypse who gives a fuck we barely know the guy, you know, aside from no, I'm talking BVS, like Batman versus Superman, which Apocalypse. is like doomsday, doomsday, <laughs> whatever. Like, There's too many of these no, guys. I'm sorry. I was ha! trying to figure oh, out what you're talking about. I was just, I'm trying to give somebody a heart attack. I started thinking of Steppenwolf As and then I was like, there wasn't that there. scene, but then like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're right. I had it completely wrong. I'm just trying to give somebody a heart attack as they're listening to this going, not Apocalypse. Just elevated blood pressure from nerd rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope you die. <laughs> Whoever you are, stranger. Uh, Birds of Prey was one that they mentioned. Uh, Going to be directed by Kathy Yan and starring Margot Robbie. So that's the one where they're talking about having Harley Quinn and Batgirl and some third as of yet named character. I don't think that one's a bad idea. Why would it be Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn, though? I thought that was like Huntress and Batgirl and not Harley Quinn. But there is a... Maybe it's Huntress is the third one. There's a good story. Or Black Canary. That's who it is. Black Canary. Black Cat. Those it's all the the anti hero girls. There's a ton of them in the Batman. Yeah, I think I read there was a run with Harley Quinn and it replacing somebody. But it doesn't matter. They're just looking for anywhere to slot in Harley Quinn, as you'll see. They need to put Harley Quinn with poison ivy. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Um Suicide Squad (laughs) two. Directed by Gavin O'Connor, uh, stars to be determined. We don't even know if Harley Quinn's going to be in that. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Is Will Smith going to be in it? Probably not. Woo, what are we going to get? We'll get Jai Courtney back. We'll get Captain Boomerang, and that's it. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> the Captain Boomerang show. <laughs> and there will still not be a boomerang in in the movie, <laughs> but he'll have his unicorn. <laughs> He'll have that goofy little hat that he has in the comics. He'll finally get that little hat. Uh, Let's see. The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, which they announced Ben Affleck will not be in it. That's official now. It's going to be a younger Batman that they're covering. They're going to cover earlier in his career. Does that mean that, that Affleck's out entirely as Batman or that he's just not in this Batman movie? Don't know. <laughs> but he's not going to be in this one. At least as a star. I actually really liked him as Batman. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. He was just in 
four really shitty movies. <laughs> He's one of the best parts of those, for no, sure. No, three shitty movies and one good movie. Which one's the good one? Wonder Woman. <laughs> He's in Wonder Woman? <laughs> yeah, he's he's talking to her at the very beginning and the very end. Oh, he bookends it? Oh, yes, so. he bookends the flashback. What? He's also in Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's the best part of that movie. Punching. Mm. Doesn't he punch her in the face underwater? Or is yeah. That... <laughs> God, I don't even know if I can pull out the best part of that movie. <laughs> When I watched it, dancing. I really enjoyed it. And the more I've thought about it, the more I haven't liked it. Like, I just haven't revisited. You know what I mean? When you start to decompress after watching something, you're just like... Enchantress is uh, wiggly snake dancing. Yep. The blue beam of light that shoots into the sky. Well, that's because light beats cloud. <laughs> I guess movie. DC thought, like, we've already done the world-killing cloud. Let's do a beam of light. <laughs> Into a cloud. Into a cloud. Well, and that's because Fox, yeah, we're fucking up this cloud. Man. Fox has a has a a monopoly on the big swirling vortex of doom. Oh no, because they had it in Green Lantern. Magneto did that in X Men: Days of Future Past, and then Apocalypse did it in apocalypse and i'm actually talking about galactus did it in fantastic four two <laughs> is that what was it was that. fantastic four rise two? of the super rise of the silver did they silver. put in two though like fantastic four two just have jackie no, robinson no, in the just, corner no, of the fantastic poster just like, colon rise colon, of the silver. they put a colon in there a big, that was appropriate and his name was <laughs> uh oh uh Galactus? Yeah, it is kind of a big anus, isn't it? Big colon. <laughs> big sky space colon. Uh, Batgirl is another thing in development. We know nothing about this except for Joss Whedon isn't doing it anymore. That's all we know. That's kind of a relief, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing about Joss Whedon, and I say this with a uh, modicum of respect, because I do like a lot of his projects, but... Even if he's never like done anything to a actress or a woman specifically because of his like uh gaslighting. He's still kind of a creepy guy when it comes to girls. Yeah. And I know that he's like I think he's cheating on his wife. That's neither here nor there. But, but he was like the way that women are the way that women are in are portrayed in his shows is like even if they're empowered, they're still exploited at the same time. And all of, like Dollhouse, the whole entire premise of Dollhouse is that like women are mindless slaves, and no men too. He throws that in there, but like, is the woman the main character wearing the sexy, revealing outfits every episode and getting to be a different male fantasy every episode? You know, like, and I liked Dollhouse. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But it's just like, don't give him Batgirl. Not if, not if we want to keep going in the direction that we're going, which I think is the right direction. Don't <laughs> yeah. give Joss Whedon Batgirl. I had I had a joke worked out. Uh, Zach was supposed to be on the show one time. He wound up not being able to make it at the Zach last. Zach Snyder second. was going to be on no, the show. Zach Lakenbrook. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had this joke worked out where it was uh, it was gonna when it was when Patty Jenkins was negotiating for wonder woman 2 and uh 
I was saying that DC decided to really ride this momentum of female empowerment and direct and their directors, and so they were hiring Joss Whedon to to helm Wonder Woman. And I thought it was a really good joke, but then like he started gaslighting women, and like uh, that actually got out, and uh, he actually went to work at DC after that, which like nobody saw coming, but. Yeah, that joke's dated now. I'm sorry. I just had to work it in somehow. I can't let any material die. Uh, Green Lantern Corps is another thing that's being work, is being worked on right now. So Jeff Johns, we were talking about one time, Carl. I know we've talked about it a few times, like Lost Power in DC. He wound up stepping down, but he's writing for things. So he's written part of the... Like he was writing with somebody else for Wonder Woman 2. And then he has written Green Lantern Corps. Hmm. So, or he's writing it anyway. So I'm interested in that. That's the one that they're looking at. They're going to have the John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Hal Jordan. And it's going to be Lethal Weapon in Space is the idea. I'm fucking in that for that That sounds idea. fun. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. I mean, my initial thought is that that's, they're going to try to do Guardians with Green Lantern Corps. Because they can have like a bunch of different aliens that are all Green Lanterns. And so they at least all like have different personalities and cultures and look different. And well, but if it's a the two buddy thing, then that's like that's a different format. And yeah. so that's more interesting. It's a buddy cop movie now. Yeah. And here's what I want. <laughs> space I want, cops? Oh, I'm in for space cops. I want Hal or I want uh John Stewart talking about he's too old for this shit all the time. And I want Hal Jordan to have a mullet. And then every time like something bad happens like something depressing or whatever like like maybe john stewart gets home and his meal isn't cooked right or whatever and so they'll do the guitar the eric clapton slide guitar (laughs) you know it would be good like a saxophone for the really wild parts when like hal jordan's like having a bender or something they could do like like, I want the soundtrack from Lethal Weapon is what I'm trying to say. I would like it if it wasn't a plot-driven movie and was more just like a day in the life of two space cops. Yeah. And so it space would just cop. start at the de- beginning of their day and then they'd just go and like a bunch of crazy stuff would happen. They'd be answering calls and stuff. But it would like it could be like training day. Hal Jordan. <laughs> oh, they did man. not say training day in space. I would like to say movie. training day in space. <laughs> I, would that be amazing? John Stewart has like Hal Jordan. Try, he's like, here, try on this yellow ring. He's like, no, man, yeah. like yellow. That's weakness. Oh, this. <laughs> this is not even an option. <laughs> Parallax. That would be the best way to bring Parallax in would be if John. Wait, Hal Jordan. Was secretly parallax the whole time. <laughs> oh, make that movie, you bastards. Yeah, actually, now that I said it out loud, I like the training day idea. <laughs> There's room just, for both. Let's even just cast the two of them. Like, Hal Jordan could be Denzel Washington. Or, no, no, John Stewart could be Denzel Washington. And Hal Jordan could be, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk. <laughs> but their roles could be like switched. And Kyle Rayner is Snoop Dogg, 
and Guy Gardner is Dr. Dre. <laughs> Let's just go the full what? nine on this. Oh, yeah, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg are in Training Day. Are they relevant, though? No. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. That's how much I want to see them in that movie, though, for like 30 seconds. But they could seconds. be in it. They just, why would you have? Why would you turn a white guy with a red bowl cut? Why would you waste that ridiculous haircut on Snoop Dogg or like? So you you're need, saying Snoop Dogg's haircut? No, like is we not would ridiculous. need somebody. No, I'm saying we would need like Carrot Top to play Guy Gardner or like <laughs> <laughs> or something just horrible. Who uh, Emo oh, Phillips? Emo Phillips kind of already has the haircut. Are you casting from 1990, dude? What hey, Emo doing? Phillips is still around. <laughs> he's tour. He just got done touring with Weird Al, dude. His he's he's right for a, he's ripe for a comeback, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, Emo Phillips in a DC Green Lantern movie. Dude. For the longest time, the only thing I knew about Emo Phillips was he fake sawed his finger off. With the table saw on UHF. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah. That's Emo Dude, Phillips. him and Weird Al have been friends for a long time, for sure. I believe it. UHF came out in, like, 89. I thought it was, like, 84. No. It was, like, just, I can tell you exactly. Maybe it's 86. I've heard Weird Al talk about it. Uh, it bombed that summer, which was the <laughs> summer that had Sorry. Batman. It had... Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like, it had a bunch of, like, huge blockbuster movies. And then, like, UHF. (laughs) Are you checking it out? Yeah. It's 1989, baby. It is 1989. Yeah. Can can you look up all the biggest movies of 1989? No. No? All right, I'll do it. Hold on. Okay, Google. Gotta get the ringtone back up. <laughs> Here's what I found. Oh, she found stuff on ringtones. Thanks. Um, <laughs> what were the highest grossing movies of 1989? Here's a summary from IMDb. Top U.S. grossing feature films. That's not what I asked. To the of December, Google, you're acting a fool. Shut up. What were the top grossing movies of 1989? Give me 1990. Here's information from Box Office All right. Jojo. Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Look Who's Talking. That was the Mount Rushmore for 1989. Look Who's Talking. Two. Yeah. Nope. Look Who's Talking. The original oh. Look Who's Talking. Lethal Weapon 2 was Oh, that. okay. Wow. It was... Wow. Wow. None of those are original. Like, Batman is the second Batman movie to come out because there was the Adam West, Burt Ward one that hit theaters. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was a part three. Lethal Weapons a part two. Look Who's Talking, I guess, was original, but then it had three sequels? Look Who's Talking 2, and then Look Who's Talking Now, and then Look Who's Talking Now, it switched from the baby to the dogs. To the dogs, yeah, so three. Oh, good lord. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Danny DeVito and I think Diane Keaton yeah. were the voices of the dog. I had to watch it when I took care of uh, developmentally disabled adults. <laughs> and uh, it's not a good movie, guys. I like Danny DeVito, though. 
Oh man, he's it's great. Kind but... of the only way they could ever make him a romantic pair with Diane Keaton. <laughs> 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 and and that's not to say I love Danny DeVito, but I mean hot, the audiences just wouldn't buy it. I mean, let's be fair. Unless with CGI, you can do dogs. anything, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose animated. I mean, there's not a lot to work with with Danny DeVito to make him. So maybe you like dress Diane Keaton down. You know what I mean? Like you got to bring her down oh, to yeah. and Danny DeVito. That, that would DeVito take up. A, that would take quite a bit of work. He'd have to put her like full full body suit, like uh, like a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Give if Danny like, DeVito was like a love a interest for her, it probably feels like a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> yeah, give her like a mouth in her stomach. Oh, or something horrible. Like I watched, I watched, rewatched Wishmaster yesterday. God, I know I've seen a couple of those, and I don't remember thing one about them. It's the worst. The guy just, he tricks people into making wishes, but they're not even really wishes. They don't even have to say, I wish. And he, the idea is that it's all based on genie wishes, right? So, like, he, so first he has to go around, and the first person that interacts with him when he's in this, the lamp or the whatever is the one that he's like bonded to. But before he can go to that person, he has to go around to random people and grant them one wish a piece. And then he gets their soul. And then when he accumulates enough souls, this gets explained in the movie at one point. <laughs> uh, when, is, it some guy, uh, is it some dude who like pulls off his glasses to explain the point? It's an like old, in Highlander. No, it's a woman. It's a woman. And she's a professor of, mythology or something and she just happens to know the gin the story of the gin right the the genies or the gin right so uh then once they've accumulated enough souls then they find the original person that uh that they interacted with very first and they grant that person three wishes and when they grant them three wishes then they get to open the gate and all the gin armies get to flood the world and like take over everything. And so the djinn have unlimited power, but only through wishes. <laughs> that the only way that their their in unlimited power can be expressed is through wishes. But they'll say things like they'll go up to a guy and he'll be like, "Hey, you hate that guy, don't you? Don't you wish he was dead?" And the guy'd be like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "I grant your wish." And then he gives the guy cancer, but the tumors like immediately sprout on his body and just like kill him right then and there. You would think like if the goal is to get him to do three wishes, they would like just not do horrific things so that they could get that gate open. You know well, what, what they mean? do? Yeah. Like the way that they at the very beginning of the movie, it's like Babylon, right? Because a bunch of all these it turns out that a bunch of these cities have like crumbled because uh throughout the years because they almost succumbed to the gin but they don't right and at this point they started drinking other grain alcohols the gin had said to this guy like hey i'll show you wonders tell me to show you wonders and so the guy's like show me wonders and then he literally starts showing him things like the people of his town getting 
turned into half snake people and like at one point a guy like falls to the ground and then his skeleton they gotta work on their end game his like. skeleton violently <laughs> rips itself out of this dude's body and then like, chases after another guy and they're like, like oh well we could just fuck over this one guy but we're not gonna reach our end goal three one two well, see, three wishes yeah he, he he lets it shouldn't be she that hits the fan with wish two and then he says if you want this to stop just wish it away and tries to make him do that. But then... How many times has he tried that move, though? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> in, in the beginning of the movie, though, like, some royal vizier casts a magic spell and traps him in this in this jewel, right? And then the jewel gets encased in a statue. And it gets released when they're taking the statue off of a barge. And they start to lower it. And it falls and crushes... Sam Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi. Oh, Ted Raimi? Yeah. Gets Yay. crushed after he's like, I want this right here. He's like doing he this whole He probably sounds like, exactly oh. like that he's when he so says He's so prissy and obnoxious, <laughs> and then he immediately gets crushed to death. He's That's, the first person. You know who Ted Raimi is, I right? Don't, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the jewel gets released, and then it gets like passed around, and all this dumb crap happens. So much dumb shit. But eventually, at the end... The girl has to make her third wish. And again, all hell is broken loose and just stupid crap is happening everywhere. Statues in this museum are coming to life and stabbing people and and everyone's just dying. And then her wish is like, I wish that the guy operating the crane on Thursday wasn't drinking on the job. <laughs> and so then it goes back in time and the statue gets lands and nothing happened. And so the movie like undoes itself. That's stupid. <laughs> I remember this movie. Like I know nothing. And, and then like through this, I'm like, oh, I remember this movie entirely. It's, and so, it's so ridiculous bad. because the wishes are always like her wish gets suddenly very specific and like impossible to like twist because she just wishes for a very specific thing. I wish Henry Jones wasn't drinking on the job on October 12th. You know, how do you, you know, she, that's how she tricks him. They're like some royal vizier and it's like the, the smartest mind in his country. He's just like, I had to come up with a spell and a jewel and all this elaborate crap that then has no bearing on any other part of the movie. Um, I want to get into Highlander <laughs> because Carl has been like chewing my ear off for like a month about Highlander. And I know you got things to say. So now you got a platform, dude. No, I'm saving that for my stand-up special. <laughs> yeah. Open mic night at Jester's. If you want to hear about, if you want to hear about Highlander. So really you're not gonna, you're not gonna like test the waters at all here. Well, there's there's just so much to unpack with a movie like that. We could do an entire hour and a half just on Highlander. <laughs> I know. I could do <laughs> three hours on Highlander. Get, give us a taste. Give us a little taste of your special, something you're working on for the, the Highlander thing. Well, there's still some preparation involved. Like, I do plan at some point on going through the movie. And it's a slog to rewatch it multiple times. That first, no, it's not. It is. <laughs> oh my god, it's so hard to rewatch. Okay, I'm gonna go. Now, if you're watching Highlander two, that's a slog. <laughs> One of the times that I rewatch this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna time the, 
the total amount that a woman is just screaming mindlessly in that movie. How long is it? An hour 40? The whole movie? Yeah. About that, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say an hour 20. <laughs> it's like <laughs> women screaming I'm gonna, somewhere. I, at least at least 20% of that movie is a woman screaming. Yeah. Every single major female character in that movie screams at some point. Or, and at some time, multiple times. When you say movie. every female character, is that like three characters? It's about... Well, I mean, there's, okay, there's young and there's old versions Connor's, of characters. There's Connor's wife, Heather. Heather. There's the lady who screams that he's a witch and hits him with like a rock. Yeah, she's just screaming the whole time. <laughs> yeah. When she's crying, <laughs> she sets by his, the tone. When she's the, crying at his dead women. body, it's mindless screaming. But when she thinks he's a witch, it's targeted like he's a fucking witch. Burn him. Burn him. Why aren't we? Why haven't we burned him yet? There's a, there's his current day '80s girlfriend. Oh yeah, she screams. Who's a bunch constantly of times. working with the police because she's an expert in swords. Yeah, she's written a book. <laughs> Which like, kills me. That Boy, book. Mean, it's it's one thing if she's brought in as an expert, but like they clearly have a swords. long relationship of working with each other, and it's like, how often do you need somebody to come in and like? She's in validate? forensic. She's their forensic uh, scientist. Oh, she just happens right. she to have also, written okay, a book right. on metallurgy. I was like, yeah, swords ancient. Metallurgy. That awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there's candy. I forgot about candy because there's like he's like she's the only one. Name? Candy. I bet you are. She's the only one that doesn't scream, and it's because but she, prostitutes it's are all chill. She's it's implied just totally that she chill. screams after the blackout. It's possible. she's in danger, dude. She's with she? the Kurgan. Oh, by the way, I saw know. the Kurgan on the Goldbergs the other night. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clancy Brown. He was—he's a shop k- teacher who constantly talks about being trapped in a cage in Vietnam and how he learned <laughs> to like perfect for <laughs> he learned how to respect the wood. Like he—that's his number one rule with the students is to respect the wood. <laughs> And he talks about how he made a bargain with the wood because, like, he was trapped in a bamboo cage and he had to damage it to get out. So he had to, like, respect it. After, Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Oh, that guy's great. <laughs> he is pretty much the best part of that movie. Him and the soundtrack. Are Sean like Connery tied. is pretty great, too. Yeah, he's all right. He's not really in it for very long. Honestly. I know, no. but he's he lights up the scenes when he's there. He even <laughs> makes like scenes of Highlander two tolerable, which is saying a Parts lot. Parts of Highlander two with him in it are tolerable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just tolerable. So, were we talking the original Highlander two or this Renegade edition? The Fuck. director's cut I've heard is better. It's like a better ver. Is like just. Straight up an improvement over I've the- seen the original. I think I've only seen the original. God, it's bad, dude. God, well, it's bad. It doesn't make any sense. I think we need to watch the Renegade cut of Highlander <sighs> 2. I'll do it if we can like podcast about it very heavily. That's the only way I I'll do it. I saw it on a That's list. That's the only reason I saw it before was to like... I did see the Highlander 2 on a list of uh, the top 10... Best movies with zero percent 
on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that might be true. Actually. And uh, one of the things that they said was, this movie is very bad. The plotting is awful, but the Renegade cut fixes a lot of the things that make the movie not make any sense. And I bet you anything that like how how did this get made? Probably did the original cut because that'd be more fun to do. Because they definitely like well, the less I don't know. sense it makes. They the were more fun they were talking about it. it, and at one point, one of them saw the Renegade version because they didn't understand half the stuff people were talking about. But they also <laughs> realized that it was very bad. <laughs> so, so if we do a podcast episode just on on it, we should get three people to watch it, and then have one of the three. Right. Somebody oh. watched the original, one watched the director's cut, and one watched the Renegade version. Are there three versions? I think there I is. I thought the Renegade cut was the director's Let's cut. Let's find out. <laughs> All right, Google. <laughs> okay, Google. When are you going to get that Google sponsorship? How many versions of Highlander 2 are there? Oh, you guys talked, so it froze it out. How many versions of Highlander 2 are there? These came back from a search. Three versions. I'm clicking on the article (laughs) to find out. All right. Uh, This article is entitled Highlander 2, Three Versions of a Film in Search of Its Identity by Sean Murphy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Eventually we'll get the version of it. Okay, this is what they have listed. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Uh, Russell Mulcahy's, however you say his name, Renegade version, which is the director's cut, and then just Highlander, the director's cut. Huh. They're all distinct releases. Yeah. What's the most recent one? Just the director's cut or the Renegade version? The most recent one? Yeah. Okay, um... Uh, it's hard to say. They were released about the sa- the same year, so I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, they were both released in '95. The original one was in '90. So, yeah, like, dude, Highlander Two is a fucking mess. It's. A, can, can I just talk about? Okay, here's the thing that I hate the most about it. So the Immortals are fine. You don't. It, we talked about this a little bit, Carl. You don't need to know any more about Immortals. Like, it's fine. You got enough story. You don't need backstory. They fill in backstory by making them aliens where they come to Earth as a punishment. It's basically like a prison thing where they have to fight each other until there's one left and then they get the prize. But they can use the prize to come back to their home planet if they want. So Connor has now had the prize for like, 50 years he's dying of old age he's not going anywhere and just on a fucking whim this guy who like sentences him off is like sends two fucking immortals to go fight him just out of nowhere just like i want him dead this geriatric fuck who like blocked out the sun mr burn style on the whole earth he goes to fucking murder this guy and so of course connor lucks out decapitates one like becomes 1990 Christopher Lambert form, I guess. And then like kills another and resurrects Ramirez. So now because you couldn't just fucking wait another year or two before he dies of old age or a mob fucking kills him because he blotted out the sun. 
you now have two immortals that are gaining power. It's And then he goes to Earth. He's worried about them coming back to kill him. So then he goes to Earth. Like, none of this makes fucking sense. So there is a special edition that got revisited in 2004. Really? And it's... It's nearly identical to the Renegade versions, or version, but with a few alterations. The most obvious change is the introduction of new CGI special effects in the movie. <laughs> Which <laughs> always that works. wasn't the that point. always George works. Lucas did. Yeah, that always works so well as we've seen. <laughs> and then uh, a small piece of voiceover work by Lambert gets added in as well. Which. Uh, so other than that, it's just that that's the only difference from the Renegade version is better or newer. I won't say better. I'll say newer special effects. <laughs> since you brought up George, <laughs> since you brought up uh, George Lucas, uh, I want to bring up this thing that came out. So George Lucas was gave a little snippet in a book that just got released about his planned Star Wars sequel. So this is what would have been Episode Seven, Eight, and Nine if they had ran with his idea. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this in my George Lucas voice. The next three Star Wars films, we're going to get into the microbiotic world. No. I'm not making this what? up. What? But there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the wills. And the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the force. If I had held on to the company, I could have done it. And then it would have been done. Of course, a lot of fans would have hated it, just like they hated Phantom Menace and everything. But at least the whole story would have been beginning to end would be told. Back in the day, I used to say, ultimately, this means if we were just car vehicles for the Willis to travel around in. Okay, I'm dropping the George Lucas his voice that's getting hard we're vessels for them and the conduit is the midichlorians the midichlorians are the ones that communicate with the wills the wills in a general sense they are the force brandon's beating his head all the way back to the force and the jedi and everything the whole concept of how things had laid out completely from the beginning to the end but i never got to finish i never got to tell people about it thank god dude because you just told people about it and it's awful awful like, can you uh, imagine making three movies out of that? Wait, are you saying that we could have had an Osmosis Jones? <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let's see. I, don't uh, I'm don't downplay of, Osmosis actually, Jones. And that's what I'm what? saying is I'm actually kind of interested in an Osmosis Jones Star Wars. I mean, I liked Osmosis <laughs> Jones, but little microscopic Jedi's. <laughs> Cells inside a body. Oh man! <clears throat> wow. You could do an entire, ep- you could do an entire movie that like just determined whether or not a single character went to the light side or the dark side by having a war of midichlorians. Of an entire like two big forces could come together and like fight and have fight a in war liver. that wages all throughout <laughs> the body. It could visit different places and then the winning side could then determine what one person in the world. What if episode seven to. was about Jar Jar Banks getting sick and then episode eight, they like shrink and inject themselves into go full inner space. Jar Jar Banks. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then episode nine, I don't know, something with the force. Dude, these are terrible. There's you know, no way to spin this and make this work. You can't make Jar Jar Binks the one they go inside because then he's just like asleep the whole time. You need him like running around and saying stuff, don't you? Because he's like, that's when he's Oh, yeah. Like they hit, they hit his like uh, colon. He's just like, ooh. They get Jar Jar to shrink and go inside his own body? No. Uh Maybe when there's a will, there's a Honestly, way. Honestly, I really liked that fan theory that Jar Jar Binks was a secret Sith uh, master. I and hated it. He and has I'll... like a drunken master style <laughs> where his all of his goofy like ridiculousness is a is a brilliant mask that he's just so clever and shrewd that he just like like there's that scene where Can he's I tell you why flipping the gun theory? around his neck and like he's acting like it's all an accident but he's just like blowing all these droids away and it's like that that's drunken master right there that's drunken master Can I tell you why i hate that theory i had approximately 75 people tell me that theory within a 24-hour period of when it broke on the internet it's a good and i theory. just like i just i don't know it, it was that should have been I a sign. I don't want any more Jar Jar. All of those people sending you that should have been a sign that they're onto something and that it's probably true. Yeah, Jar I don't Jar think so. is the secret power behind Snoke. Hey, uh, he's great. He's the best part of Star Wars. Like the whole thing. He's better than anything in the original trilogy. Or the original trilogy. What? Like I, you're just trolling me now. You do this all the time, Carl. <laughs> Symbiote, Carl. <laughs> Symbite. Symbi. Symbiote. <laughs> Symbiote. Okay, uh, we have more news to get to. What? One other piece, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones prequel oh, plot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ordered by HBO. It was written by George R.R. R. Martin and the teleplay by Jane Goldman, who wrote X-Men First Class and Stardust. I know you're a Stardust fan, right? I do like We Stardust. talked about that. Uh, it will take place 10,000 years before the current storyline. <laughs> <This, laughs> yeah. The synopsis is the series chronicles the world's descent from the golden age of the heroes into the darkest hour. hour. And the only 10, thing... 10,000? Yeah. Dude, it's a whole world, man. What an unnecessary it's, length of time to go back. <laughs> and there will still be like threads of like... This guy's related to that guy. <laughs> no, I don't think there... Well, there will be a little bit, yeah. Uh, um, let's see here. The only thing for sure is the horrifying secrets of Westeros history to the true origin of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East, and the Starks of legend. That's your family thing you're talking about. Is not the story we think we know. And uh, apparently there's three or four prequel ideas... That are still being developed. One, one was, died. Yeah, yeah. One was killed. So there's three others that are still active, but they're ordering a pilot for the George R. R. Martin one, which I wouldn't take too much of this to heart because like George R. R. Martin worked on it, so they have to take you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to take that one seriously. Well, this is the perfect and it's show. It's just now. a pilot, it's not any series order. Yeah. Well, it'll be the perfect show for people that were mad that Ray is not related to any characters from the original trilogy. <laughs> because that was one of my favorite things about Last Jedi. Yeah, me that too. She had no noble birth or any destiny, necessarily. And that she just came from nowhere. And 
you know, if this because that's if how you Luke can really came say when that when we first watched Star Wars, you know, that like this one family of the Starks is relevant in history for ten thousand years. That's like, can you imagine any dynasty in today that could last ten thousand years? Well, like we forget about stuff five <clears> years <throat> later, let alone ten thousand. You know. <laughs> The thing with Game of Thrones so is you have you have these like uh <clears throat> like these the families you have these families that are like factions, right? And they're really powerful, but they ebb and wan over the years. Like I, I don't know. Like it makes sense for the world that they've built. Right. It's very much it is a world where names mean a lot more than they do yes. in our world. So being a Stark is like everything. Or being to a, the stars, being, yeah, yeah, or being <laughs> yeah. a whatever, what have you, a little finger guy, or uh, Lannister is probably being what a he's poncho Ballister. I like that you got a little finger though, that was pretty good. He's a character, I, you know. The funny thing about Game of Thrones is that even though I don't watch it, I still read a bunch of the recaps on the That's insane, dude. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I, I don't want to. I can read a recap in like five minutes, but I have to spend 50 minutes watching an episode. Oh, no. Some of them are like an hour and a half. Ugh, nope. <laughs> no, dude. It's like a movie. I'm telling you. Like, they have episodes that blow movies out of water, out of the water, dude. Like, it's a good show. Yeah, they have a couple episodes that are Lord of the Rings epic size i'm only interested i think it's if better than Lord sean bean makes be it out of season one does sean bean make it out of season one <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> yep totally <laughs> they have him uh for part of season six <laughs> in a flashback boom you're watching game of thrones and as long as little john stays dead well I don't know. Did John he die Snow. in the Robin Hood like story? Jon Snow. Well, he's a little guy, isn't he? He's like, isn't Jon Snow the little one, the little tiny one? No, that's <laughs> super annoying, Bran. And what? that might be no. because he can't walk. <sighs> no, you're saying him wrong now, just to get me all right. No, up. I'm not, dude. Like who's, Bran is the the little one. Who does Dinklage play? Oh, that's uh, uh, who does Dinklage play? Tyrion, 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 yeah. Tyrion Lannister. That whole guy. different family, Carl. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I don't know the families, but I mean, I was talking about the little guy. I was assumed right. you knew that. I the meant. little guy who's not so little in Infinity War. The biggest man in Infinity War. That was that was <laughs> pretty great. It really made sense too when you see him all blown up with CGI because. He has those proportions, right? Like a like a, a dwarf in like fantasy, so it makes sense to like make him huge for that. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It'll be nice when Infinity War comes out on on video. On video, yeah, I'm gonna check it out on VCR so that they can't interrupt my signal. Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> Betamax. Hey, you could probably get away with DVD without them interrupting your signal. <laughs> <laughs> probably get away with Blu-ray too. They'll, they'll, I don't know. Blu-ray has that BD live stuff on it, so that's true. And I do have that on my Blu-ray player too. <sighs> Tricky. Do you guys want to go through the rest of DC stuff, or do you just want to like bag this? Who? What else? There's what else more is there? DC stuff. Oh, dude, is there more DC stuff? I, why <laughs> I hate though? it all now? 
Oh, I can't answer why. <laughs> but there's more. There's uh the Joker Harley Quinn oh, movie. Oh yeah, which, no Joker anything, man. I'm yeah, overall director it. John. We, we talked last week about Ficaro. the good Joker versus bad Joker possibilities. We talked about that last week. Yeah, uh, Jared Leto's the bad Joker. We don't want any more Jared Leto Joker. Who was the other guy that was gonna be okay? Um. To be determined. So that one is the Joker origin movie directed by Todd Phillips, who did Old School and The Hangover. And Martin Scorsese may or may not be producing. They haven't said for sure yet. But um, that they were looking to get Leonardo DiCaprio. Now they're in talks with Joaquin Phoenix. That's, I would like to see Joaquin Phoenix's take on the Joker. It'll be interesting. Well, doesn't he have a cleft palate? He does in The Master. <laughs> oh, no. Joaquin Phoenix has a cleft palate. Does he palate. actually? In, he straight up has a cleft palate. And so this is a minor thing, but he knows what it's like to live with a freaking real noticeable facial deformity like that. And the Joker kind of is has that quality to him yeah where he's got that like permanent like grin thing that he is like he's always in in the white face but like he's def- he's disfigured yeah. and that could be an interesting uh perspective that he has that nobody else has i've got so much of this now. oh <laughs> um i don't know that could be an interesting thing and plus he's just like way better actor than jared leto is yes <laughs> Uh, Nightwing, that's it. forgot about that, huh? Because they haven't said shit about it for a while. But Chris McKay is supposed to direct it. Um, <laughs> Justice League Dark, still something they're kicking around. And Guillermo del Toro was attached at one point. The not animated anymore. thing they did, I think they did an animated thing, but this is like for a live action movie. Like Guillermo del Toro wrote a treatment. Um, they wound up passing on it because he was looking for way more money than they would take uh, too bad. for a budget. Gotham City Sirens. That was another one with like Harley Quinn. They were looking that to was like That's Harley the one Quinn, I'm thinking Poison of with Harley Ivy. Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. yeah. I knew I was, I knew that there was a name for that. Grouping. That one's probably dead too because bad. they haven't talked about it since Suicide Squad was released. Like, there hasn't been a single word about it since then. That would have been better than Birds of Prey, I think. Um, Let's see here. What else? Uh, There's still more. Man of Steel sequel. They're tossing around doing a sequel to Man of Steel. Hey, are we going to get the uh, CGI lip? Oh, I hope so, dude. (laughs) It's magical. (laughs) What was I watching? I was watching something the other day where they they were doing, like, a takeoff of a Superman and it was just like every time you saw him, it was just like his whole face was like blurred up like every single time. It's <laughs> like that's great. Uh, Deathstroke, they're looking at a Deathstroke movie. No, I'm so glad we're in a room where nobody smiled when I said that. <laughs> There's too many hardcore Deathstroke fans. Yeah, it's I enjoy like he is honestly the best part of Arrow, uh-huh. the TV yeah. show. Yeah, which but, is why just let them have that. We don't need to... Like, I don't want to see Ezra Miller as The Flash because I like 
Grant Gustin is. But he is good as a Flash. It's a different Flash, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I haven't watched Justice League. I know. I'm not going to implore you to watch it. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) they tried really hard, Carl. (laughs) They tried really hard. They tried really hard. (laughs) (laughs) It gets more patronizing every time we say This is literally what we said walking out of the theater in front of a microphone. That's what we said. And that's what's come up every time we've talked about that movie. And it's not like I planned it. It's just like, yeah. but it's true. They tried really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Black Adam is something they're still tossing around. Oh, with the rock. Yep, with he's the rock. He's still attached? Of course he is. Yeah, which is weird because he's supposed to be the villain for Shazam. They're like, no, we're just going to spin it off in its own movie. And it's like, well, I'm my own Can I have thing. a movie called Black Adam? Really? They're so very it's weird that they're that even in the comics it's weird that Black Adam and Shazam are connected because like they're just such drastically different types of characters in the mm-hmm. comics. Black Adam is like thinks of himself as a god and flies around and you know rules over an entire country as like an evil despot. And then you've got on the other side a 9-year-old kid who can you know, I can save people. Become a a grown man by saying a word. And Just like, am. It's they don't mesh. I mean, I, Black Adam couldn't be the villain of Shazam. He just couldn't. He's not. He's an R-rated villain in what should be a PG movie, which Shazam should be like PG. It'll be PG thirteen. Yeah, it will be. There's but no way they're Black out Adam a PG should be hard R. He like rips people in half all the time. That's like <laughs> one of his things. Rip people in, you know, torso in one hand, legs in the other hand, and he's like, "Look what I did again." <laughs> you know, <I> just <laughs> I don't know. Like I have multiple scenes in comics that, and I have not read that much. That is his move in uh, in uh, Justice League. Uh, Fuck, whatever the Justice League game is that Injustice. I have. Injustice. Yeah, Injustice, yeah. That's his move. He rips people in half if he wins. Yeah. That's it's, from the comics. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, Cyborg is another one starring Ray Fisher. They talked about I doing guess... that way back, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but technically it's in development. And I, You know, that's one I think like if they pulled it off right, it could be a fun movie. I mean, there's a lot of people that really like Cyborg, and I was, and Cyborg's he was really dead. fun in Justice League. So I mean, it was the guy who played Cyborg's dad? Wasn't that the guy that was in Terminator Two? Yeah, Miles Dyson. Was that the guy who uh, created Skynet? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so he's great. and he's like he lives in Eureka too. Montana? Uh, the TV show Eureka oh. from Sci-Fi. <laughs> Morton. Something Morton. Oh, we got one more DC movie, guys. Okay. Lobo. Somehow they're what? still trying to make Lobo. Oh, dude, it gets it's worse. Not a they thing. can't make it's Lobo. It's not a thing. No, it is a thing. No, it's not. And I'm just saying, I'm putting the foot down. That is not a thing. Can I tell you who they're who they're in talks with right now? They're in legitimate talks with the director right now. You know who? Rob Zombie. 
Michael Bay. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, this is not a thing. Okay. We're trying to make it a thing. It's not a oh, thing. So many things about that are wrong. Like, that's what you want to do if you're done at DC and you're like, you know what? I want to just light the shit on fire and walk away. The Put on the Phil Collins record and walk out. That's right. Green light Lobo. Well, then they already cast Lobo as fucking Aquaman. So what the hell were they even... <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that was... They had the perfect Lobo and then they cast him as Aquaman and then... Clearly, they're trying to do Lobo just on the heels of Deadpool, right? Like, I think no, Lobo, they've been trying to do Lobo since two thousand eight, which is again <laughs> following on the heels of Deadpool, which they've been trying to do since what two thousand three. Deadpool wasn't two, out in two thousand eight. No, mean, I'm saying was, that but... he's been trying to make that movie for how long? Like since oh. two thousand three, two thousand four. So it had been in production for a. Uh, 10 years before it finally oh, it got made that long it's been a pet project of ryan reynolds for a really long time he's been wanting to get it to make that for like i think it took seven years if i remember correctly like seven years for him to from initial concept to like so i like, want to do oh, wait. this i mean that that sounds more right but it's the idea of like uh deadpool is marvel's sort of comic relief uh bad like kind of badass mm-hmm silly sarcastic doesn't take shit from anybody by the way that's why i don't and understand that's lobo. the, the lobo appeal just is, that's why i don't understand the appeal for deathstroke because they're like let's do a deadpool who's not funny right take all the not funny not fourth wall break none of that meta stuff not a main character either yeah like he's a villain like purely he doesn't <laughs> He, you wouldn't be able to do a Deathstroke movie without doing uh, a, like a Nightwing or a Robin like Teen Titans movie. He's like the villain of a teen. In fact, the Teen Titans movie that's coming to <laughs> theaters right now, the villain of that is Deathstroke. Well, that and uh, Teen Titans Go has been just uh, railing on uh, Deadpool in the show. That's fun. <laughs> I hate Teen Titans Go. I hate it so much. It's pretty bad. It's like it replaced the other Teen Titans show that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Which, uh, who is the villain of that? Deathstroke. Deathstroke. (laughs) (laughs) One of them, yeah. One of the main, like the big one, the the most compelling one. Yes. And he works really good as a a villain, especially like for Robin and the Teen Titans, because he's kind of like of analog for Batman. And so to have a villain for Robin that is like his former mentor is a good, that's a good story. Like yeah. that would be a great friggin' movie would be Robin leaving Batman's shadow and then encountering this equivalent in a different city. That's like the opposite of Batman. And he has to then outsmart that guy. Using everything Batman taught him. Like, brings his story kind of full circle. That's how you tell a good story. They need to make a Nightwing Deathstroke movie. That'd be good. That'd be fun. I'd be down for that movie. Or, let's see. We gotta come up... What would be your... If you could add a movie to that 
list. Man, there's already 19 movies on that list. Yeah, but we <laughs> don't want to see make a bunch one of decently. Them? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Just make it good. No, okay. Um so we're talking like DC Universe? Yeah, DC Universe. Martian Manhunter. Okay. I love Martian Manhunter. Where the Man hell is Hunter. he at? Yeah, good question. Like he's he's a compelling Man character and I like that Supergirl has him, even though like they don't really they don't utilize him much. They don't utilize set. him much. Yeah, I'm sure making him look like Martian Manhunter is expensive as hell. Yeah, I would like to see the actual Ma- Martian Manhunter story where he's got to deal with the White Martians and um, like the last living remnant of his race and trying to like adjust to living in Earth and so like I think there's a really good story there. He's got a cool power set. He's interesting looking. He can look like anybody, which, yeah, as opposed to Supergirl where he just keeps going to one form over and over again. You know, like, I think there's a lot of interesting things you can do with that character. I think, like, that's my favorite, like, uh, deep dive, like, DC character. It's Martian Manhunter. I'd love to see that. But, I mean, that would be 20 movies now. And, like... (laughs) I'm saying just well, we work on a couple and try ones. and make them good. You know? cut, cut most of those other ones out. Just get rid of them. And then... I think everything featuring a Joker that's played by Jared Leto could go. <laughs> yeah, just get just rid of that. get rid of it. I don't need all the Harley Quinn stuff. No, one like, Harley Quinn. Yes, yeah, one Harley Quinn. If it's still popping, then another one, you know. Uh, I like the idea of Batgirl. If the if they pull it off, I mean, just don't tell a Batman story. That's the one thing I'd say. I think there's like there might be a tendency to like look at this character and be like, I'm just gonna tell a Batman story, but I'm gonna do it with the girl. So now it's a girl. Oh, no, God. dude. Like Batgirl's her own character. Like follow that. Make it interesting. Maybe don't go the killing joke route at the end of it. <laughs> Even though I really like Oracle. Yeah, I like Oracle too. You could have Oracle help out Batgirl. You could have the other Batgirl that they had before they did the new 52. I mean, it would be cool to see an empowered female character in a wheelchair that doesn't let that stop her from freaking... Yeah, and maybe don't address how she got in the wheelchair. Yeah, don't even... Or even... Or retcon it. Even yeah. Change it. Just straight up say, fuck that. We're going to not even pretend like it's, we're not going to even, we'll, we'll erase all, um, trace of the previous. I do like the idea that if, if they have Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair that she was back girl, but now she's like kind of handed off the mantle to somebody else and she's helping out as Oracle. That could be a good idea. See, we should be making this movie, dude. We should be making Yeah, all we are the female it's directors. It's already better than whatever this. <laughs> we are the female directors that should be making this movie. <laughs> to well, be. We could write we could write write it and then let them rewrite it however they want it and change it. Yeah, there you go. We'll hey, AT&T is buying them out, dude. Like <laughs> there's got to be a reshuffling again, I'm sure. That's the thing of all this. I just thought of that. They just reshuffled everything in DC, and now they've got new bosses. There's going to be another reshuffle, right? Probably. <sighs> Let's go 28 and, movies in development. And meanwhile, we're going to get... In and that, not a good one. In that meantime, we'll get three more good Marvel movies. 
Because Ant Man versus the Wasp lo- or and the Wasp looks pretty solid. So it looks far. good. I Captain Marvel's going to be good. Captain Marvel, yeah, it looks good. Seems like uh, it'll be. And pretty then the fine. next one is Infinity, Infinity War Four or or Avengers, Avengers 4. Four. They still haven't told us what it's called yet, though. It's going to be like they did release the some Soul stills Stone. the other day, and I didn't see them, but I've heard good things. <laughs> Thanks, friend. <laughs> I'm saying if you want to look at them, they're out there. I don't fucking care. So. <laughs> yeah, go check them out, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is probably a good place to cut off, so take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Not Safer Network. Check out one of our many other shows, Charles Orr Horror Show, Geek Lantern's Light, Movies with Wrestlers, Real Roulette, The Alien Movie Project, Montucky Skies, and We Had a Good Life.